Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. Uh, this is Wags. With me, as always, is Dane. Dane, how are you doing today, man? Wags? <laughs> well, the Packers made it interesting in the draft, didn't we? Uh, absolutely. And uh, yep, so we're recording this now Sunday night. Um, we decided that we would let this entire draft play out and unfold. And then I think we needed an extra day, uh, full day, <laughs> just to let things sink in. And, I, and I, we did this last year, too. And I, I'm glad that we did, Dane, uh, because uh, sometimes the instant reaction can, um, can be a little bit emotional. Um, and this is a process, right? So I, I think it's much better to get the full picture of, of what the Packers wanted to do and uh, then we can uh, kind of make an assessment of how this impacts the team and, and uh, where we made some improvements and, and, and where we might uh, be able to uh, go from there. So um, I think certainly, um, Dana, it makes sense to start with Thursday night. Um, we uh, got on Instagram Live right after the Packers traded up and made the 26th pick. Uh, quarterback Jordan Love out of Utah State. Now, um, folks, I I know there's been a lot of reaction out there on this pick, both locally and with Packer Nation and and with national media for that matter. So, um, you know, we're certainly not going to gloss over this. We want to, uh, you know, dig into this a little bit and what the ramifications are. Um, but uh, anyway, um, we're not going to make this a Jordan Love hour. So, but that all said, Dane, what what is your assessment now? Three days later, um, where where is your head at with this with this selection? So, I mean, I'll be the first to say that I was completely shocked uh, by the pick. I, I really did not think that the Packers were going to take a quarterback in the first round. Um, I personally. Uh, we are a game away from the Super Bowl. It's been well discussed. I probably would have gone a different direction than the quarterback position in that pick. Uh, there's a lot of talent on the board near the end of the first round. All that being said, um, Jordan Love, the football player, the quarterback, is a big kid with a cannon arm who's athletic that can escape uh, pressure with his legs. Uh, he's a guy who developed some bad habits in 2019, uh, guy who's not, you know, starting ready right now, but very well could be the next starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers three, four seasons down the road. Um, Wags, I, I, I would have preferred the Packers, just candidly, I would have preferred the Pack to, to address a more immediate need. Um, but I'm not going to be the guy who's going to trash Jordan at all. Um, I think that he's got a lot of talent. I think he's going to be a good quarterback in this league. Um, I don't think he's going to be a starter for at least three years uh, in this league. I think that the Aaron Rodgers is going to play out uh, quite a bit longer here for the Packers. Um, I hear a lot of talk about, um, you know, being on the clock, all these other things, but I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll just leave it at, I thought last year um, Aaron played 16 games plus playoff games. 
awesome. That has not been the case in the years prior. The Packers got better at the backup quarterback position. Um, the Packers' defense is much improved from what it were, where it was. <coughs> Excuse me. And I think that uh, Jordan Love gives the Packers an opportunity, should Aaron go down for a couple games uh, in the season, for the Packers to keep the ship upright and still make a run in the playoffs and beyond. So um, while this is not my favorite pick, I also do not think the sky is falling whatsoever. And I think that Jordan Love's going to have a long, successful career in the NFL. And um, just judging it on that alone, um, he is worthy of a first-round pick. Was I shocked? Absolutely. But he's a big, tough kid with a cannon arm, and you could always do worse than that. Yeah, and I think you're, you basically said it. And what's hard and what you really have to do with this, and as fans – it's it's almost impossible, but you have to separate Jordan Love, the player, from Jordan Love, the pick for the Green Bay Packers. And so I certainly understand uh, the fans out there that are just catatonic by what the Packers have just done. Um, when you're talking about Jordan Love, the first round pick for the Green Bay Packers right now um, because that doesn't have anything to do with Jordan Love, the player. And maybe there's some folks out there that have watched a lot of Jordan Love play football in college and don't, don't think he's worthy of that pick. If that's their opinion, bless them, but don't, don't just make that opinion based on, you know, others uh, that have um, watched a lot more tape and, and are, are, paid quite a bit to make those assessments. Um, I mean, listen, there was times that Jordan Love was being looked at as a potential top 15 pick. Um, I don't think based on, you know, his performance last year that that was going to happen. However, um, you know, there's a lot of folks out there that um, it wasn't just the Packers that really loved uh, the potential and, and what Jordan loves brings to the table. So as a player, I think we can be excited by the future uh, that he may have uh, with this organization and uh, what he can potentially bring to the table. He's going to have, as you said, time to learn the system, time to get coached up and, and, and um, really grow confident um, and work on his mechanics. So there's a number of things that they'll be able to do with him. Um, and, uh, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he, you know, a, a lot of folks are saying how upset Aaron Rodgers is. I'm sure Aaron Rodgers wanted to get, you know, a stud wide receiver. Why wouldn't he? But listen, Aaron Rodgers, he's a starting quarterback. I mean, what he, he's not worried about some kid coming in. He's, he's the starter. He's getting well compensated to do it. So at the end of the day, I, I, I think a lot of that's overblown and, and, uh, Aaron might be a little annoyed, but. He's going to be fine. He's, uh, he's there. He's the, he's the star. He's the face of the franchise still. And he's going to be, as you said, uh, more than likely, unless he gets hurt, knock on wood, um, the starting quarterback for at least the next two to three seasons. Yeah, no doubt about it, Wags. Um, no doubt about it at all. <clears throat> and, um, yeah, we're going to hear a bunch of talk about, you know, what the media is going to do, what they're going to do, right? Sports media likes to, to push narratives. But, listen. Aaron and Jordan talked. Sounds like it was a good conversation. Um, I, I, I think that um, the quarterback room is going to be a very lively, good room this year. Um, young stud quarterback coming in 
is going to have um, different insight, I think, uh, you know, than, than what we've had in past seasons, a different perspective on things. Uh, no offense to, to Timmy Boyle or to, uh, to Manny, but um, just different level of quarterback right there that's coming in there. And, um, you know, and maybe as David Bakhtiari pointed on social media, this lights a fire under Aaron. Now, listen, I don't think Aaron Rodgers needs a fire lit under him. Um, but, you know, a pissed off Aaron Rodgers isn't always a bad thing uh, when it comes to his play on the field. Uh, all that to say, though, I mean, I, I, I'm not as interested about the inner, inner team drama or lack thereof or whatever the sports media is going to do. I do think the Packers got better at a position group. Granted, it's a backup position group, um, but when you've got a 36, 37-year-old quarterback uh, who has unfortunately had some injuries the last couple of years, um, I feel a lot more comfortable over a three-game stretch with uh, Jordan Love than I do with Tim Boyle. And guess what? In the NFL, where every game matters, those two or three weeks could be the difference between the Packers going to the playoffs and not. Yes, absolutely. So, Dean – we can talk more about Jordan Love in future podcasts, and yeah. um, but but I did want. There's one other thing I did want to you know ask you about with this first round pick. Um, Goody said that Jordan was the last guy on their board that they had a first round grade on, and that's why they wanted to trade up and get him, among probably some other reasons. But what do you think about that? Um, if let's just, uh, we can play hypotheticals all day. And I, and I know you're not the biggest fan of this, but if the Packers had, instead of trading up for Jordan love uh, traded back uh, maybe into the second round um, and then had two second round selections and a fourth round selection um, gotten uh, a couple wide receivers instead of a quarterback um, you know, certainly the narrative would be much different at this point, wouldn't it? Um, would you, and without knowing who those guys are, um, it's impossible to say, but just from a ability to make the team better for this coming season, do you feel good about the way that Goody used the draft board uh, in the first round? Or do you think that... And do you think that maybe they would have been better off um, moving back and, and picking up some additional uh, rolls of the dice um, early in the, the first and second and third day as well? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I'm curious your take as well, Wags, on this. I, I think that I'm all about taking as many swings at the plate as humanly possible. So trading back has never been a bad thing to me. Um, I've heard Goody say that when the run on wide receivers happened right before the Packers picked, um, basically all the guys that they thought were difference makers at the wide receiver position were off the board. Um, so clearly they didn't think that anybody, if they would have traded back and done that a little bit later, um, maybe they didn't think anybody there was going to move the needle and might've been uh, duplicitous to the type of talent the Packers already have on the roster at the wide receiver position. If that is indeed the case, and that's how they've graded. Um, it, last year, I thought Wags, I thought that the, the free agency um, Goody landed, you know, in spades with the Smith brothers and others, I think they can scout talent. Um, on this one, this was definitely not a traditional move whatsoever. And as we look down the draft board and we'll talk about other picks, uh, some of the other picks were not traditional either, quite frankly. Um, I think it's too soon to tell. It's a little out of my comfort zone. It's definitely not something that uh, I expected uh, at all. Um, but I, I think that um, uh, for what it's worth, the, the Packers front office, 
Um, like it or leave it, you know, it's already happened. The Packers front office made a determination. They stuck to their guns. They thought they got the best player in the draft at that position, and uh, they're moving on. So, um, you know, I think that's where we're at. Uh, only time's going to tell if this is the right or wrong move. Again, I probably would have gone with a different position than Jordan Love. That's not a slight on Jordan. It's just uh, from a position of need. Um, but we're now we've got Jordan Love. We've got the uh, assumably the quarterback of the future. Hopefully, he doesn't have to play for three years and uh, and and comes out and does what Aaron Rodgers did, uh, you know, 15 years ago or 10 years ago. So uh, it, it's kind of a fascinating time. I think it's a jarring for Packer fans. Um, but overall, um, you know, the Packers saw what they liked and they took it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you've just summed it up pretty well there. Um, it's, it's one of those things where it's hard because even in a few years, we may not necessarily know for sure whether, um, what they did was the right thing to do because, uh, again, you're dealing in a hypothetical. Um, obviously, we'll know what we get out of Jordan Love uh, at some point. Um, so that, that's going to be the main factor. Um, I think for me, and what's probably the most distressing for, for most Packer fans is why not try to lengthen the window when you have one of the top quarterback talents of a generation for now um, rather than trying to build for the future because look that's an unknown so you know are are we going for it every year and I, I still ha- think we, you, we I agree we have a lot of talent on this roster but you know uh, depth is a fickle thing and injuries are a fickle thing and you know development as we saw in the wide receiver group particularly is a fickle thing now maybe they will get a fire lit under their butts and and some of these guys will really step up in a big way uh this next season wouldn't that be wonderful but i didn't see a lot of that we we saw some glimpses of that from a couple of guys last year so we'll just have to wait and see um for me once you get into that second third fourth round that's why i would have really liked to to hold on to that extra fourth round pick and maybe, you know, take a couple of swings. If, if I would have gotten a a wide receiver in the second round and in the fourth round, I would feel a lot better about that than none at all. And a a backup quarterback for next season, because yes, maybe they don't feel like they're necessarily project to be an immediate impact player, but you've got two swings of the dice in the top four rounds and a, very deep wide receiver draft. I'm going to take some chances there. That's, that's just me. So um, I think that's, that's probably what a lot of, of uh, our fellow Packer fans are feeling out there right now is why not, you know, at least take a chance to address that need rather than punting on it and um, building for three or four years down the road. No doubt about it, Dane, I think uh, that's about says what we want at this point um, for that. So let's move on to the second round. We got a running back. Yeah. It's safe to say that we may have um, made two surprise selections in a row. I, I figured we would take a running back at some point uh, in the draft, but not necessarily in the second round. So Dane, Talk us through this selection. Yeah, so I was shocked by this. And uh, 
Uh, I'm just going to be upfront on this podcast. And this, again, has nothing to do with A.J. Dillon. In fact, I think he's going to be a really nice football player for the Packers. But uh, I think I looked at you and I said, I just don't want the Packers to take like a punter or a kicker or a running back in round two. And then when they took a running back, I was like, wow. <laughs> um, so A.J. Dillon is a completely different back, Wags, than anything else we have on the roster. There's no doubt about it. I mean, this kid runs a 4-5-40, and he's almost 250 pounds, 2 five, zero. Uh, He reminds me an awful lot of Derrick Henry, um, that same kind of body style, um, same kind of running style. Um, he's, a, he's a big back. Uh, he's got a lot of size, some power, some speed. Um, Wags, he had 81 broken tackles last season. So he's wow. a power runner. Um, now, that's awesome, but it's also hard to um, put my head around it completely when we also have Aaron Jones, uh, who's on the roster right now, who's dynamic, and only one of those guys is probably going to be in the backfield at a time. Um, but I see what the Packers are doing, and this is why I'm glad we waited, Wags, to, to do this podcast until the entire draft was, was taken, uh, because we'll talk about the third round and, and beyond. Um, this pick, Wags, to me, A.J. Dillon, is um, December at Lambeau Field. We're going to have Aaron Jones going to be you know fast as heck, running all over on you, and then we get into the fourth quarter, and A.J. Dillon's going to lay the wood on some teams when it gets cold outside, and we're going to punish teams. And, um, you know, I understand that we wanted weapons at wide receiver. I get it. I did too. Um, however, there's a lot of different ways to help your quarterback out, and if you have a very strong run game and you have to bring that eighth player into the box, Aaron Rodgers is going to destroy somebody with Devontae Adams and whoever the heck is, is across from Devontae Adams. So I see the value here. I was a little surprised to take a running back in round two. Um, but after sleeping on it a little bit, I see what the Packers are doing. They're remaking their roster the way that Coach LeFleur wants it to be. And um, don't know if it's going to work or not, but I see that they have a vision and I appreciate the vision. Yeah, and this is an offense that's predicated on getting that running game going. And um, um, we really like Jamal Williams. Uh, I would be pretty surprised if he's on the roster beyond this season. He's going to be a free agent. Um, and I just don't see any real likelihood that they pay two running backs, let alone one. So, I mean, I, I don't know what they'll do with Aaron Jones. Um, but uh, so that's that remains out there for, uh, that's a discussion for another day uh, but in all likelihood this is Jamal Williams's last season and I totally agree you took the words right out of my mouth Dane um, it's all about uh, limiting the number of hits that Aaron Jones is is going to have and he had a pretty heavy workload last season um, and he was able to stay healthy but I think it really makes a lot of sense to bring in a young guy um, and um, have some of that physicality um, and and this is the offense that they want to run is to be able to run downhill um, and move the line and uh, then that'll set up some of their play action and some of the schemes that they're going to run off of that um, so I don't see this having again this is not going to have any impact on Aaron Jones this season Aaron Jones is still going to get all of his touches he's still going to be a uh, integral part of this offense but uh, if they want to be able to get some more uh, running 
um, situations and, and mix this kid in and some of those short yardage situations, goal line situations, um, end of game clock um, running situations. That makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, and then, uh, you know, maybe in a, a couple of years as uh, he gets more experience or he proves uh, that he's earned a bigger role and hopefully he's as good as he looks on uh, tape, uh, then he can take on those primary duties. Uh, perhaps uh, if Aaron Jones at a certain point is priced out of what the Packers want to do. As much as we love Aaron Jones, he's still a running back. Um, and that's not a position that, you know, I see this organization or really any organization paying a, a premium for. No doubt about it, Wags. No doubt about it. Um, but heck, we pay Aaron Jones. I don't want him to have too much wear on his tires, right? So yeah. like this, this, this is a maintenance thing as much as anything. And Aaron Jones is clearly a special back. I thought last season proved that he can play ball. If A.J. Dillon can be a good complement to that. Um, in this day and age where most teams are throwing the ball and airing it out and spreading teams out wide, um, the Packers proved they did that last year with the wideouts. We have everybody coming back. With Aaron Rodgers, if you can run the ball, you can pound it, and then you can also have your quarterback drop back and make those throws that Aaron Rodgers can make. I actually think that this makes this offense a lot stronger. I, uh, the more I've watched some film on, on A.J. Dillon, um, you know, I'm not going to pretend to be somebody that watched an awful lot of him in college, um, but he's just physical. Uh, he's a guy who can just grind, can ground, can pound, can do all the stuff that we're going to need out of him. And um, I just see the Packers um, outclassing teams, pushing teams around, getting more physical. It's something that this team wants to do to win in December and January at Lambeau. And if we can set the tone and do that, um, we're going to be very, very dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's so interesting to me because this selection at, uh, with the running back of A.J. Dillon, I feel it, it pairs so well uh, with their uh, third round pick um, in um, um, Josiah DeGura, uh, the tight end from Cincinnati. Uh, I mean, it, it, this is a kid that they want to come in. And again, uh, they needed to add to this tight end group. Let's not forget that they lost Jimmy Graham and um, as excited as we are about Jay Sternberger um, and uh, Mercedes Lewis is uh, we're, we're happy to have back for another season. Uh, this was a group that needed to add some talent as well. Um, and uh, so here's a kid that they can bring in uh, and uh, add to the talent with uh, young Jay Sternberger. Um, he's going to uh, get down and line up on the line of scrimmage. Uh, he's going to play some uh, H back um, so he can catch the ball. Uh, so I think uh, very much um, picking guys that they want to coach and that are going to fit with the system that they're going to run with Coach LaFleur. Uh, so uh, I thought it was just very interesting what you said about A.J. Dillon. And I think a lot of the same things could be said about Josiah DeGura, um, the tight end with their third round pick. Wiggs, I agree. And, uh, you know, I'm seeing a lot of the national pundits kind of panning this pick. And maybe for, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or Chicago Bears or some other teams, this might not be the right pick. But for what the Packers are trying to do, I think they're looking for a jack-of-all-trades guy on the offense that when we're running different sets in and out, nobody's quite sure what set we're running when Josiah is in the game. And I think that that's really what he's going to be able to bring to the table here. Uh, the quote from Coach LaFleur is, quote, I love Josiah. He brings uh, – he is extremely versatile. 
Uh, the thing he brings for offenses, we grouping and we can line them up from the line of scrimmage or in a wing alignment or in the backfield. I think that adds stress on the defense. When you watch Josiah, you see such a gritty, tough player, end quote. When I saw that, I went, okay, this is a Coach LaFleur guy, right? This was Goody going and getting a guy um, that's going to help make this offense run the way they want to run it. Um, so what that tells me is that the Green Bay Packers were a game away from the Super Bowl with guys that LaFleur didn't have. <laughs> um, so I'm actually relatively encouraged by that. And Wags, I agree with you. We love Jay Sternberger. I think that Josiah and Jace are going to be on the field an awful lot at the same time. Wouldn't be surprised to see Josiah, Jace, and Mercedes on the field at the same time because uh, they're all going to be serving different functions for this offense. And I think that this Packers offense is going to be predicated on mismatching with the defense and then ground and pound. And then when the team finally brings up that eighth guy, Aaron Rodgers is going to beat you through the air. Um, this yeah. is a team that's looking to have a lot of different weapons. Yes, absolutely. And uh, they need to have movable pieces, uh, as you said as well. And I think that's what Coach LaFleur really likes to see is guys that he can move around the field. Uh, they can line them up in multiple sets and different uh, positions, uh, gives the defense lots of different looks, and then they can go out there and make some plays uh, on top of that, most importantly. So, um, you know, it, it, this is classic uh, type of uh, player where uh, you've got to take the guy that you want to coach and that fits your system. Uh, listen, there are talented players that uh, may not be the best fit for the Green Bay Packers and vice versa. Uh, that doesn't mean that they may not be very talented and fits for another team. Um, so you've, you've got to find the right players and the guys that are going to fit with what you want to do. And uh, when I see those quotes from Coach LaFleur, uh, that makes me very, very excited because, uh, you know, he doesn't have to come out that strongly. Uh, I know they're going to be very positive about all of their selections, but uh, certainly um, I think uh, this will be a pick that, um, I'm just going to come right out and say it, that I think Packer fans will warm up to uh, pretty quickly uh, here in the next couple of seasons. So, Dane, I think that moves us then. We didn't have the fourth-round pick uh, because, uh, as, as we talked about earlier, uh, gave up that uh, in the trade-up uh, to get Jordan Love in round one. So in round five, we uh, snag a linebacker, and we needed a linebacker. We've got uh, Kamal Martin out of Minnesota, uh, and this is just a, a tough physical physical kid, runs downhill, um, really strong against uh, the run. Um, I really like this pick. What were your thoughts on him? Wags, it, it's odd. I can't remember a draft where I had to sleep on the first two nights, <laughs> and then the third day I was just over the moon excited. Uh, and that's kind of what happened in this draft. I, I agree with you completely. Um, we're, we're Badger fans, right? Uh, and, and so we've, we've watched Kamal Martin up close at times over the years. Um, this kid is a thumper. He's super aggressive. He plays downhill. Uh, he can run. Uh, we don't have his, uh, his um, exact uh, measurables because I don't believe he was at the combine. Uh, however, this is a kid who is going to play the game the right way. He's the kind of guy that we're going to like. He was a captain at Minnesota. And we're going to see a theme here, Wags, as we uh, walk through some of these remaining draft picks from the Packers. The Packers took guys that were captains. They took guys that are leaders. And, and this, this Kamal Martin pick, I just I can't say enough about it. I think that he adds 
um, another layer of um, nastiness to this defense. And he's going to compete from day one uh, for snaps, I think, on the uh, base defense. But also, Wags, uh, don't be surprised if he works his way in instantly on special teams as well. Um, I just I think that they're going to find a spot for him. Uh, he's got a lot of passion, a lot of desire, uh, the kind of guy that you want to have in the middle of your defense. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and he's going to have a chance to come in and play from day one. Let's not kid you. Um, I, I mean, he's going to have some competition. Certainly, Oren Burks um, is probably going to be some competition there um, and, and amongst some other guys. So, And he's not going to um, be handed the position by any means, but his versatility and the fact that he basically projects as a little bit of a hybrid type of linebacker uh, from that inside level um, certainly uh, points to the fact that, again, he's a guy that seems to be someone that should be a great fit for Coach Patton's defensive system. So, Dane, that leads us to then our next uh, couple of selections, uh, offensive line. And you jumped right ahead of me again and said it. I was very excited by what we were able to do in the sixth round. Uh, We needed some offensive line help and we got some guys that I think have some great pedigrees um, and uh, really have some um, um, some talent and, and I think might be some hidden gems here so uh, starting off with uh, John Runyon Jr. Um, out of Michigan and he was a tackle for Michigan the Packers announced him as a guard uh, so right off the bat you know first of all um, he's gonna have some versatility uh, he's got some nice size good feet um, I, I saw he, he held up really well against Chase Young uh, when they matched up head-to-head and, um, and, and, and certainly has that pedigree. Uh, a lot of Packer fans will know the name of John Runyon as his father was a Pro Bowl uh, tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles for a lot of years. So, Dane, what did you think about this selection of John Runyon? Yeah, Wags, he's one of those guys that's kind of born into football royalty, so to speak. Um, his dad had a, a, one of those careers. He was a one-time pro bowler. His dad was, but just a grinder, right? Uh, offensive lineman, a guy that I, I know you and I have a lot of respect for. And uh, again, another guy, big 10 guy that we had a chance to watch play, played a lot of left tackle uh, at, at, uh, at Michigan, but this kid's going to be starting for the Packers at some point at guard. I really think he's going to be. Um, he, he's got a good head on his shoulders, um, mean streak, a good mean streak in him. And, and that's a theme I think we see in these offensive linemen are, um, these are offensive linemen that take pride in run blocking and take pride in running downhill and bulldozing over opposing defenses. And I think that that's what the Packers got in this young man, um, I could actually, I know he was uh, named uh, as a guard when the Packers drafted him. Um, Gut tells me he's going to get a couple reps at right tackle as well, just in camp. I just, uh, he played a little bit of right tackle at Michigan as well. Uh, But I'm betting that he's going to kind of be a swing guy within the offensive line this year. Um, But he just reminds me of the kind of guy that um, give him an opportunity and watch him go with it. I just, I really like his game. He might not be flashy. Um, you might not hear his name a lot, but at offensive guard, guess what? That's pretty darn good. Uh, so I was really encouraged by that pick. And and Wags, I'll tell you what, also encouraged by uh, the pick after that, the young man, the center from Oregon, 
Um, I want to hear your take a little bit on him. I was amped about that. Yeah, Jake Hansen, and this was, you know, not, again, an immediate need pick, but even before the Packers made this selection, and it doesn't guarantee um, that Corey Lindsley's future in Green Bay after this season uh, is probably going to be murky at best. I kind of um, was just looking at their cap ramifications and just I, I love Corey Lindsley, but I just didn't see how they were going to be able to pay all of the guys that they're going to need to pay next season. And Lindsley, to me, seemed like a guy that would uh, may have just may just be a victim of not being high enough on the totem pole, so to speak. And so they were able to get uh, Jake Hansen, a talented kid, didn't allow a sack over yeah. his final three seasons at Oregon. And you know they like to throw the football. Uh, so that's just crazy to me. Over 2,700 snaps uh, of football. He didn't allow a single sack, Dane. That, that is insane to me. And he's got a ton of experience. He started 49 games um, at center uh, for the Ducks. So uh, this is a guy that, um, you know, he knows how to – um, uh, control uh, and be the captain of the um, line of scrimmage. Uh, he's got a ton of experience with it. And I think he's a guy that is going to also, um, if, as long as he comes in and, and stays healthy and, and plays well, I, I would fully expect that he's someone that's going to be starting a lot of games for the Green Bay Packers. Maybe not this year, uh, but over future seasons as well. No doubt. I, he's another one of those guys, Wags, uh, that. Uh, I think the Packers think, you know, he, he's listed as a center. Uh, I think the Packers think he can play some guard potentially for them as well and be another one of those flexible uh, guys in the middle. What I like about him is that um, he got an opportunity as a redshirt freshman and just never gave up the starting job. I love that. That's the kind of guy that you want. He's just steady, plays good ball. Um, I, I read some scouting reports. He's a little bit of trouble um, with the, the um, delivery when the quarterback's under center. Fortunately, the Packers don't do an awful lot of that. And that's something that I think that they'll be able to work out with him. Uh, but I really like this pick. Um, just, I don't know what it is. I, it, maybe it's his gritty mentality. Uh, he's definitely like a, a, you know, lunch pail, go to work kind of guy. Uh, but when they drafted him right after the Runyon pick, I, I, the Packers have just had so much success in finding mid-round talent uh, at the offensive line position that becomes starters for us that I just started to see the writing on the wall that the Packers were building for the future and, uh, and that we're really solidifying the offensive line. And I thought that Jake Hansen was, uh, was a big step forward with that. I love the starting experience, to your point. Um, and just he's just nasty. I mean, uh, yeah, he doesn't allow a snap uh, or a sack in over almost 3,000 snaps. It's just that's what we want on this team. Uh, he can pass block. He can run block. He does what we need him to do. Um, so very, very excited for Jake. And then I thought it was fascinating with our next pick. We went offensive line again, Wags. Um, we deviated from the Big Ten for a moment. <laughs> and then we came right on back and took uh, Simon uh, Stepaniak from, uh, from Indiana. And, uh, and he, he's a, uh, a guard who is just remarkably strong. Uh, he did 37 bench presses uh, of 225 uh, at, the, uh, at the combine. Um, a little bit older. He was a fifth-year senior. 
but uh, a young man that can push guys around as well, uh, weighing in about 315. So big guy, big body um, that I think Packer fans are going to uh, grow to like as well. Yeah, he's got kind of the same type of body and mentality as, as sort of as, as what we've seen out of Elton Jenkins. Um, just a bigger guy uh, lining up inside is what we project from him. And so, again, this is interesting because uh, this is a kid that, um, you know, uh, it seems to show that they're looking for specific type of players at each of these positions. And uh, I really like that not only is he strong, but uh, supposedly just has sort of a mean streak and, and really plays with an attitude. You love that out of an interior offensive lineman. Um, I think he's going to probably – be a little bit more of a project for the next year or two. Uh, but um, well, let's see what we got. I don't think this is kind of a, one of those picks where uh, why not add some depth? This is a, a, a someone that has a lot of the um, quote unquote measurables uh, that you would look for. And again, a ton of experience um, played 41 games uh, for Indiana in the last few seasons. So uh, you know that you're getting an experienced uh, player uh, and a guy that seems to uh, fit with the type of body and um, uh, style blocking style that you'd be looking for uh, to fit well with the system. So um, I, I think this is a, a good sign. Uh, what we were talking earlier on the wide receiver, why not roll the dice? These guys all play different positions, but they all have some positional versatility along that offensive line as well. So I think that uh, is uh, something that uh, will give us a lot uh, of stability and a uh, much stronger depth uh, with some young talent up front. Yeah. And as you said, Wags, I think that Simon's going to be a bit more of a project. Uh, I believe he tore his ACL um, back in about December or so. So he's a guy who's working his way back from that injury. Not as concerning to me in an offensive lineman position as it would be for, for one of the quote-unquote skill positions, uh, but something to, to watch as he kind of works his way back. But uh, I'm betting that he's going to be ready for camp uh, to, to be getting out there and, and playing on that. He's a very tough kid by all appearances, everything I've looked at. Um, he's another one of those guys that just likes to bully guys on the other side of the ball. Um, so it, it really does show what the Packers are looking to do on the offense, right? I mean, they want to run the ball. They want to have a bunch of mean, nasty dudes that can push people around. And then our big bag Dylan and our, and our, and our established uh, Aaron Jones can just go run wild and Aaron Rodgers throws a football. I mean, I see what the Packers are doing. They're building it. Um, they're not hiding it anymore. We're seeing what the Packers are looking to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and then, uh, so why don't we move on to the next selection? Then um, the Packers, with their next pick, they took uh, safety out of TCU, Vernon Scott. So they went back to defense. And I, I really like this pick too. And now, once we get down into the sixth, seventh round, you're talking about guys that certainly are no lock to make the final roster. Um, but uh, what I really like about this selection, Dane, is um, I think we did need to, um, you know, we've got a, a strong uh, group in the defensive back and, and the safety, uh, but um, I think we saw uh, that adding a little bit of depth to this group uh, would uh, uh, probably be a good idea. And they were able to do that with this selection. So he's going to be able to come in and, and compete uh, to try to uh, push these guys that have been on the roster. Um, and uh, we'll see what he can do. Uh, 
TCU, excellent program. Um, they've got, they've always had some very well coached uh, defenses um, and a Texas kid, uh, you know that uh, they're going to have some passion about playing football. So I really like this selection. Um, and uh, I think he's uh, someone that um, will have every opportunity to come in and, and uh, make this roster as well. Yeah, Wag, second year in a row we've taken a, t- a TCU player, Ty Summers, last year. Uh, so clearly they like something down there. There's some, something in the water in Texas. Um, but you're right. I, I think with Vernon here, um, what he brings is he's going to be able to come in here, compete. He's going to have to show up on special teams. There's no doubt about it. Um, but there's also opportunity, I think, on this roster. Uh, Packers have not re-signed Campbell yet, uh, safety from last season, you know, so they're instantly down a safety from, from a year ago uh, from how many guys they carried near the end of the year. Um, so, you know, he's going to be able to come in and battle. Raven Green's had some injury issues in the past. Um, I think you and I both love what Will Redman was able to do uh, last year. Um, but, and I think that he's going to be working towards, a you know, earning that roster spot again, but, um, you know, there's, there's opportunity there. And I think Vernon Scott, you know, he's flexible. Uh, he's a guy who's been able to, uh, play deep, you know, he's been able to get near the line of scrimmage. Uh, he's done a little bit of everything, played a little bit in a slot as well. Um, dare I say, um, a bit of a, a Micah Hyde, if you will, in, in, in the, the style of play. He's not going to blow you away with his speed. Uh, He's not going to be a guy that maybe jumps out at you and you go, oh, my gosh, this kid is special. But he's just a football player that likes to play the game. And I think that that's uh, that's there's a role for about three or four of those dudes on a winning football team. And and I'm hopeful that Vernon can go ahead and earn a spot this year and, and earn a job in Green Bay. Yeah, absolutely. And then with the final selection, the Packers made another defensive pick with Jonathan Garvin, um, who will be um, project to be an edge uh, guy uh, here at the next level. He's a defensive end out of Miami and um, just kind of really athletic player, um, you know, a little bit more of, of a um, low risk, high reward type pick uh, for where they take him. Um, so I really like this selection um, by all accounts. Uh, he's someone that uh, will come in and, and uh, for at best probably right now project to be a situational pass rusher, uh, but he's, uh, long, he's uh, so he, you know he's going to come be coming with some uh, great burst and leverage off the line of scrimmage. Um, so I think he just gives uh, Coach Patton uh, potentially uh, another uh, toy to play with um, in some of those situational situ- um, uh, down and distance um, and situations. And and for me, um, he's someone that comes out of a program that, quite honestly, has been um, really. Um, up and down and has had quite a bit of, dare I say, disarray um, in the last 10 years. Um, uh, Coaching staff stability hasn't been the best uh, down in Miami. So I don't know um, if he was, uh, you know, given all of the the best opportunities to develop his full potential. Um, So taking a swing at a guy like that, bring in and see if they're able to tap into that. And you might really get a diamond into the rough here um, with, with Jonathan. So uh, I like this selection. Dane, did you have any thoughts on him? 
Wags, uh, you're so spot on, I think, with, with Jonathan Garvin. He is somebody who, um, first of all, he's a kid. He's 20 years old right now. So he's coming in very young. Uh, his nickname, they nicknamed him Spider uh, because of his long, rangy uh, play style. I mean, he's six foot four. But with Kyle, Kyler Fackrell no longer on the roster, um, we've got the Smiths, we've got Rashad Gary, and we have an opening for that fourth pass rusher. So whether it's he or Rambo or Roberts, um, you know, there's going to be some competition there. Uh, uh, for that fourth pass rusher in, in the Green Bay Packers defense. Um, what I've read about him, and you said tap into his potential, um, I've read that um, he's a little bit up and down with his play. I've read that he um, effort level could be questioned at times. Um, so the question becomes, can the Packers motivate him? Is he a guy who wants to, to earn a living in Green Bay uh, playing football, or maybe that's not his thing. I don't know. I don't know him personally. Uh, but Weggs, what I'll tell you is he's going to have an opportunity to go out there and earn a roster spot uh, for the Green Bay Packers. And, and I think he's got the physical skill set there. He's still a young, young man, as I mentioned. Um, young guys at 20, uh, they can mature really quickly with good leadership. The Packers have leadership in spades in that locker room with the Smiths, with Kirksey, with all these guys that they're bringing in, the captains from other college teams that now are, are coming on this roster. This is a very, very strong locker room. There's very clear leadership on the defensive side of the ball. And I think that this is a great environment for Jonathan Garvin to come in and grow and learn how to be a professional the right way. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think they're trying to recreate what the Ravens have been able to do um, with their defensive groups. And that's exactly where we saw Zadarius uh, go in and, and be able to be in that right situation and learn from those guys in front of him, those very talented players in front of him. Um, and then he busts out and the Packers are the benefit of it. Uh, so um, you know, Jonathan, I think probably couldn't ask to have landed in a much better situation. Uh, so if, if he's going to make it happen, if he wants to make it happen, um, and I'm not questioning that he doesn't, but um, as a seventh round pick, um, you know, he, he's in an opportunity to go, go out and grab it. So um, excited to see what he can do um, is definitely someone that uh, could bring some um, some some interesting competition to that that would likely be that final um, roster spot for the edge rushing group. So, Dane, that wrapped up the drafted players. I don't think we're gonna we've gone a, a, quite a long time already, so I, I don't think we're gonna talk about the undrafted guys tonight. Um, but I, I just want to give you the floor. What? after talking through all of these guys is your overall feeling. I'm not going to ask you for a grade, yeah. but what do you feel was, was accomplished and what, what is, what is Goody and this front office? What, what is their plan? And what, what do you think um, became clear to you after assessing what they did this weekend? Yeah. So I appreciate that question wags and, I think in the NFL, uh, the, the NFL is very clearly, and this is almost a cliche term at this point, it's an imitation league. And when a team deviates from that, 
it's very easy to pan their picks. It's very, very easy to criticize them for not um, doing what the so-called experts say they should do. Um, but what I know for a fact is that the Packers were one of the final four teams uh, in all of the NFL last year um, to, to still be standing. And what I know is that there's a lot of strong leadership and strong opinions from the front office to the coaching staff to the players. And I think that what we saw in this draft was a complete culture shift. It started in free agency in the draft last year uh, on the defensive side of the ball. We saw the outside linebackers get signed. We saw Savage get drafted. So last year was a defensive overhaul. This year, we're adjusting our offense. That's what's happening. We saw a culture shift on defense in year one with Lafleur. We're seeing a culture shift on offense in year two. Um, that's not uh, – changes can be scary, I think, for the fans, for the players, for everybody. But, Wags, what I think is happening is the Packers are going to give Aaron Rodgers all the tools that he's going to need to go win another Super Bowl. I know it's not the traditional way uh, that fans thought they were going to do it, but I think that the Packers saw Dylan in the second round as being, uh, that's a weapon for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's not throwing him the ball, but he's taking the load off. He's able to help share the load with Jones and with Dylan. And we've got Devontae. And then we bring in Josiah tight end. I see what the Packers are doing. I'm encouraged by it. Now, time will tell if this works, but the Packers have a very, very clear plan right now. And if they hit on these players, and if this scheme works the way I think it can, um, I think a lot of the people that are being critical of this team are going to need to, um, to maybe check themselves a little bit. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but they have a plan, and I respect the plan. Now we just need to see it play out and see if the Packers can be successful. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit skeptical about not the players themselves that they took, but what that plan apparently was and, and how they executed it. Um, I think you said earlier, and I agree, and I think it's fair to say it's not what I think I would have done, but that's why we're not the GM or the uh, on the front office staff for the Green Bay Packers, right, Dane? Um, yeah, right. But at the same time, um, you know, we added uh, talent, um, to positions where we needed to have more depth. Um, and sure, um, some of these guys may not play right away, but um, I do think that, um, that we improved the roster overall. Um, and we have to remember as well that we've got a significant free agency class coming up next season. And for me, I think that definitely loomed large in a lot of these picks because um, what you, as frustrated as I was at a couple of moments, I will admit what you don't want to do is have to bring in four or five guys next season that you're almost counting on to you have to play right away. Um, and uh, what, what a lot of these selections did was give some cover uh, for some the potentiality that they're going to be losing uh, a couple of the guys that are going to be free agents. And I mean, I'll just say it, they're not going to sign all of them. I don't know which ones they will be able to work out a deal on who they're going to try to keep. Um, 
I mean, we, we, we expect a couple of the guys will definitely be keeping, but um, again, a conversation for another time, but I felt that when you look at the draft overall, what the Packers did, it was very much, we need to make sure that the overall depth on this roster covers us going into next off season so that we're not, you know, reaching in desperation to try to go into free agency or into the draft next year uh, with gaping holes at multiple different positions on the roster. Totally. And, and it's fair to be critical, right? And I think that it's okay for, for Packer fans to be critical of it. I, um, that, that, that's definitely part of it, but um, I, I think that there's a bit of a misnomer out there that the pa- the players that the Packers drafted this year are not going to help. Um, they're going to help. I think Dylan's going to help. I think Josiah's going to help. I think our offensive linemen are going to help. I think uh, I think that our linebacker from Minnesota is going to help. I think that there's going to be a lot of talent there. And quite frankly, I think Jordan Love's going to help out, whether it's on the field or not. Uh, frankly, I hope it's not on the field, uh, but I think that he's going to be helping Aaron Rodgers. I think that uh, this team just got better. Uh, that, that's all it comes down to. It's a good team that got a little bit better. Um, and there's still free agents out there. And, and we can talk more about that at a future date, but um, um, it's not the pick I would have done, but there, there's, it, it's where we're at. I would point out, and this certainly isn't why they drafted Jordan Love. So don't get me wrong, but yeah. last time we had a really talented backup quarterback, in Aaron Rodgers, and I don't know that we don't know Jordan Love's going to turn out to be as good as, as Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that scout offense um, really made that starting defense a lot better. That's that was some of the best defensive units that the Packers have had in the last twenty years. Is when Aaron Rodgers, uh, when they were coming off of uh, that period that Aaron Rodgers was uh, running the scout offense as a backup quarterback. Um, you know, that can make, you said he, that can help this year's team. Um, and again, that's not why they spent a first round pick on Jordan love, but there are other things that these guys can do, uh, that are going to have an impact on what we see on Sundays. So, uh, that was, uh, kind of a, a hidden little insight that I, I think you were alluding to there. So I just wanted to call that out. Um, so anyway, Dane, any other closing thoughts? No, I, I think that it was a very fascinating draft. I think that um, uh, a lot of fans in our generation, um, you know, are, are watching now the second time of a significant transition uh, beginning. But I also don't think it's uh, some imminent clock. I think that Aaron's got a number of years left in Green Bay. Um, and, uh, you know, again, there's going to be – there's still free agency after this. Um, not addressing the cornerback position at all. There's a possibility Tremont Williams is re-signed as Lafleur had uh, and Goody had, had potentially talked about. Um, I think this Packers offense is still going to get tweaked. I would not be surprised Wags, if a wide receiver is signed uh, off the free agent market. A dark horse could be a trade as well. Lane Taylor's still on the roster, and we just drafted three interior offensive linemen. Right. Um, so. There's a lot more to come here. This roster is not what it looks like. And even when final cutdowns after camp happen, um, I don't think that this, our, this roster is settled quite yet. And um, there's going to be a lot of competition. But um, Goody has proven time and again that he's not afraid to make changes to a roster. And he's not afraid to bring in more competition. 
and, and try to make the team better. And I expect him to continue to do that uh, into September and even beyond that. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. So, uh, Dane, I, I think that just about does it for us. Um, so, folks, thanks so much for listening. Um, tell us what you think. Uh, if you do want to vent, go ahead and, and let us know. Uh, we're all ears. Um, that's what we're here for. So I know that uh, I know that there's some frustrations, and it's good to vent sometimes as well. Um, but let's uh, – and I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm – you know, singing, singing to the choir, but let's, let's welcome these players, these guys, the Green Bay Packers, um, and um, uh, they're part of the team now. So let's support them and make them feel wanted and that uh, they can be excited about this next step in their career, because it's pretty awesome for them that they get to be a Green Bay Packer. So um, anyway, I just uh, wanted to kind of just voice that. Um, So Dane, um thanks so much for for jumping on here tonight um and uh follow us folks instagram twitter facebook um give us some love um rate us review us we certainly appreciate you guys and we appreciate you listening uh so say it with us as we close out here tonight go Go go